Is racism taught? Jersey Judah. Uh, I would consider this a bonus episode, if you will. Although I am on the road, I'm not sure when this episode will be uploaded, but I will upload it. But really, just a question. And I think a lot of my episodes, I'm just going to have them uh, titled with questions. Especially digging a little bit deeper outside of the Crimson Capsule and into more political conversations, more race relations, things of that things of that nature. And my spin on it is I don't victimize the blacks. I don't put myself in that victimhood mentality. And I ask, is racism taught? And should racism be a reminder or be a memory? Is racism taught? And should racism be a reminder or a memory? Deep question, huh? It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) What the? I have to give credit to... um, a JLP, I have to give credit to a Larry Elder, I have to give credit to a Thomas Sowell for their bravery as black men to have a different way of thinking. And that actual way of thinking is more logical than what most believe. Right? Now, I've given y'all my opinions about race in a sense of being black, um, having a conservative view on majority of things, but also acknowledging, genuinely speaking, um, black conservatives essentially get it the worst because we, we choose to step outside of race and kind of see and assess the situation on more of a economic level skill set. And in terms of how I felt personally about civil rights and how I felt about affirmative action, I do not feel those ways that I felt previously. And I thank God for that because really it's a, it's a complete transformation and coming to an understanding about what things are really all about. And I feel bad for a lot of the black youth, the young blacks who are going to come up and be taught that they're victims. The boogeyman named white supremacy is after them. Their opportunity of education, their opportunity of being something, right? It's at an all-time high compared to where... And it is me, I think about things like this, right? And this is one of the things that kind of got me to really think on something besides anger and something besides emotion and hatred towards another person, let alone another race. Now, there are whites that I do not get along with, mostly liberal. I'm very, I'm very honest about that. 
And by the way, look out for more of the conservative showcase. That's a new series that I'm doing. The Black Conservative Showcase. The Black Conservative Showcase. And I'm going to be doing that probably once a week. I'm going to probably do another episode tomorrow. I mentioned uh, Jesse Lee Peterson enough that I might as well do an episode with him. Um, one of the people, like I've said, Jesse Lee Peterson is one of those special people. And I don't mean that in a negative way. He's one of those people that can really grab your attention. He knows what to say, when to say it. He makes you think, but at first he angers you. This is an old black man who grew up in Alabama, grew up on a plantation, grew up with family who went through the Jim Crow era and actually thrived, grew up. And he he expressed it, I think, before in like previous episodes of his shit, because I listened to a lot of JLP as well. Um, he mentions it as well. Like there was a time where he was kind of like liberal, left, angry at the world, angry at Jews, angry at you know creating an oppressor in order for. And I think a lot of us have a tendency to where we need a boogeyman, we need a bad guy in order to be comfortable in our position. And it, and it comes the time that you have to realize that things like racism is taught. Racism is like hatred. Both are taught. Um, I've had experiences. I've had, I've haven't had like straight up experiences where, um, someone has blatantly called me like a nigger or anything like that, but I've had racial issues and looking back at it, I don't even consider it racial issues. It was just somebody that I had an issue with happened to be white. And I think with how media and society uses uh, racism is currency to the elite, right? That's something to mention. Um, racism and separation in a lot of ways represents currency to a lot of the elites, right? They need people separated to push their agenda, right? Divide and conquer, right? And racially, with blacks, all they have to include is somebody allegedly saying something racist, someone that, you know, white liberal media considers to be a white supremacist, and they're they're the true white supremacists, the Democrats, um, the ones who created the Ku Klux Klan. And like I've stated before, just my way of thinking going forward is I don't even have to be emotional. I don't have to yell about this. There will be episodes or there will be, and this will just be a segment. This will be no longer than 30, 40 minutes. I just wanted to bring it up because as a conservative black, there, there comes a time where you're going to have to stand up for what is right and what you believe in. You know, you've got to, you got to throw away the possibility of people not liking you, people not wanting to hear you, because all you're doing is telling the truth. All I'm doing is telling the truth. And I'm giving you my way of looking at it is more of a different black perspective. It's not a stereotypical black. This ain't a, you know, a kumbaya, let's all get together black. This is not a, you know, 
Black Lives Matter, black. This is a conservative black with a conservative black view. And my thoughts are my own, right? I'm influenced by a lot of great people, people that I consider great individuals, great blacks, who um, they actually have, and like I've stated before, with with certain um, celebrities, certain entertainers, if you think about it, they have sort of a control over their followers, over their fanatics, a.k.a. their fans. And I'm not fans of these people, but I do admire their work and I admire their minds and I admire their ability to not only think freely, but freely do their own research, um, freely write books that have, you know, affected, you know, millions of blacks, those who are waking up with Thomas Sowell. I mean, I'm telling you, that's the first person that blacks should really look up and really learn something from. You got a black man who never played victim. You got a black man who was successful. You got a black man who had to strive. And he came up through serious adversities. He came up through, you know, all of the bullshit that a lot of us today wouldn't survive. I don't think a lot of us would survive in the 60s. And a lot of us wouldn't survive in earlier times with how sensitive the blacks tend to be. I'm not marching. I don't like more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the military, so I'm not marching. If I'm marching, I'm marching to battle. And if I'm marching to battle, there, there's a different tone. There's a different spirit that's involved. It's almost like when you think about the anger of God, you think of the cruelty of this world, right? I want that to be a quote. When you think about the anger of God, you think about the most heinous, corrupted people. You think about these corrupted politicians, corrupted people in high places, and you still have free thinking individuals who are not afraid to acknowledge the fact that racism is a construct. Is a construct controlled by the person who is enabled by racism. Meaning, if I grew up in Alabama or if I grew up in a down south area that wasn't too fond of blacks, my opinion would probably be different. But my environment in this case doesn't affect my upbringing and what I came up believing versus what somebody else would sell me as a reason to hate and a reason to separate myself. As a conservative black, I know about separation and separation from my own people, let alone separation from others. It's a very tight rope that we as black conservatives, I feel that we have to, to walk because I still represent and I'm still very prideful of who I am, but not prideful in terms of ego but prideful in, in terms of acknowledgement and, and actually doing things and going against the grain and speaking from my point of view 
rather than just using a narrative that other people use. It's time for a lot of us to wake up. It's not just blacks, but it's also whites and people in general in this country to to really um, appreciate what we have while we still have it before World War Three kicks off and everybody's essentially fucked. Um, racism is, in fact, taught. I remember I brought this up in the last episode where the movie American History X, one of my favorite movies of all time, um, with Edward Norton, uh, Edward Norton, you know, playing the skinhead uh, Nazi guy and, you know, him doing what he did, curb stopping a nigga, going to jail, um, meeting the black and the black actually saves him from being killed, being completely destroyed by the Peckerwoods and by the Nazis who already raped them. And I mentioned in all this to get to the point where the highlight, the true highlight of the movie, the true highlight of American History X is when um, the character is explaining to his younger brother how he became who he was. And it was actually through his father and his father was racist and his father was a piece of shit. He learned from it. He looked up to his father. He learned to be racist. I mentioned this before I I've had, you know, uh, my grandfather, God rest his soul, grandmother, God rest her soul. They had a different opinion about whites because of their upbringing and because who they were raised by probably taught them that white people were the devil and white people were evil and all this other things. And it's up to us to really break those cycles and, and to really break, break the cycle, break the habit, um, still be who you are. And I'm not, I'm, I'm against multiculturalism, but I'm also, I'm for, um, freedom of speech. I don't care about, um, I don't care about Confederate statues. I believe that's a part of history. I don't care about the Confederacy. I believe that's a part of history. I don't care about the Confederate flag. I believe that's a part of history. To go even deeper and to be even based with you, I don't give a fuck about the Nazi flag because I know what the swastika originally represents. And some people are simply symbol literate, symbol illiterate. They don't they don't understand the power of symbols and logos and how you can take something positive and make it bad, make it evil. But racism is taught. We we have essentially been lied to in order to separate us, even as a people within this country, black and white Americans at the end of the day. Um, like I said, I, I would consider myself a nationalist. I don't consider myself a proud nationalist. I don't consider myself prideful when it comes to anything besides my ability to speak my mind and not give a fuck about backlash and problems. I feel and know that I'm covered. I don't know what is protecting me. I don't know what is covering me, but I feel covered. And I feel that it's necessary that somebody has more of these type of discussions, especially as a black who in any other circumstance could be influenced by you know, these lying liberals and be looking at white people as the enemy and looking at Trump as a white supremacist and looking at Barack Obama and Joe Biden as God. I don't play the political games. I don't play the political games and I don't let these people trick me and fool me 
and to believing that somebody who doesn't look like me is the enemy. In which, you know, tons of research would prove otherwise. And it's about it's about us really waking up and, and, and generally being more independent. Being more independent as a people and not just independent when it comes to your little personal get togethers and gatherings, because you guys consider white people the devil and these white liberals will finance all the fuckery that you do anyway. Whites. These, these fucking whites who want you to be a stereotype to promote their political agenda, not all, not all, not all, but most liberals, they love it. They love you and your victimhood state. Once you understand what this shit is all about, and it goes beyond race, it goes it goes into economics, uh, it goes into... I think it goes into more morals and how a person is raised. And I think that varies within black culture. I think fortunately for me, I always, in a lot of ways, was independent when it came to teaching myself certain things like music, you know, playing bass guitar, like being more independent and where I want to figure things out on my own, regardless sometimes, and even even so in terms of me being hard-headed to, a, to an extent, you know, I'll just sit by myself and figure something out, even if it takes me days, months, years, you know what I'm saying? But when I figure it out, I got it, you know what I'm saying? And I think I've really, even with like these, this transition that I'm making more into like a politically, because like I said, I've heard people, it would really take somebody maybe 10 to 15 minutes of a conversation with me to understand what I'm talking about for those who don't understand what I'm talking about. Right. And it's really like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the bizarro world of the seventies. Like I'm the black Panther from the right. Right. Like I'm, I'm the Panther party on the right. I'm, I'm the true free thinking black on the right. And I'm trying to sort of almost be on like the Israelites, sort of the highways and byways trying to get people to snap out of the bullshit that they've been lied to and, and, and pretty much fed by mainstream media. And it's almost impossible, especially as a black person, more importantly, because in, in certain scenarios, and I feel that most most black conservatives, they can relate to this. When it comes to really being independent and having free thought, you're going to actually get more support from white people than you would think black people would. A lot of black people today, in in an extreme level of uh, urbanized, or an extreme level of um, niggerized, I'm going to use that word because I'm black, a complete niggerization, or a complete ignorant, dumbed down, um, second to fourth grade level approach to things. And it doesn't take a black man four years of college to come to the conclusion that things aren't really adding up. Um, Like I mentioned, and a lot of other black conservatives will mention this as well. You go through the times where blacks in history were actually looked at and were treated in a lot of ways like shit in a particular time in history. But also pay attention to 
the family. Also pay attention to um, the independence. Even at a time of segregation, black families thrived. Today, you have more black babies being aborted than born. We are the cause of our own genocide going forward. And it's only it's only up to some of us. If some of us will understand this, others will look at this as coon shit, sellout shit. And these people have no education and no background whatsoever to make that assessment respectfully. Because I'm from a different I'm from a different school of thought, right? Like my school of thought is purely organic and it involved me smoking a lot of weed and me just thinking about things. And I can't really explain when things started really coming together and I started snapping out of that victimhood mentality, but it's the best thing. It's the most liberating thing that a black man can do today is look outside of issues with racism and look into things more in an economic opportunist mindset with the opportunities that one black man has today compared to those in the past. But um, more so deep into the second question, because I'm going to keep going for another nine minutes. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I'm going to do a little bit more of these going forward, where I may just incorporate all the 30 minutes that I do into an episode or something like that. Should racism be a reminder or a memory? Should racism be a reminder or a memory? I believe the latter, and here's my reason. When you mention race, you got to understand that our country is retarded in a lot of ways. Because if you think about it, the only thing to be in this country is a nationalist because there's too many people, there's too many different people to one to separate oneself from another through appearance. Uh, people have the same living arrangements. Some people live in the same environments. Um, some people have the same hobbies, same activities. Some people like the same movies. But are you going to separate yourself and exile yourself because of race? Or, like I said, the true, uh, like I said, the, a real representation of a revolutionary from the right, um, a real representation of sort of the, the spirit the spirit of Huey Newton, uh, the spirit of the Panther Party, but also the power and the mentality of individuality without, like I said, without any cares of what people directly think of me. Because everything that I've been saying so far, it, it's, it's, it's pretty truthful. It's pretty based, right? Racism as a reminder is when a black is constantly reminded that he was a slave and the white man's responsible for it, even though the Arabs were involved just as much in the slave trade as the European. And those who are weak-minded are easily influenced. So you almost, as from my perspective, I have to be patient because these type of conversations can't be had publicly unfortunately, as a black, these conversations can't be had publicly. And I represent, um, I rep, like I said, I represent a rebellion. I represent a revolutionary. I represent 
true freedom. I represent um, a different perspective. And I don't separate myself from blacks. Not in the sense of I separate myself from from other blacks when it comes to individual thinking. That's the only time. And by that, that's pretty much 75 percent of what I talk about. Um, Black man force fed lies by white liberals who want to control their thoughts. And like I've said, the problem with racism is the mixture. Of, it, it, it's it's a mixture of being prejudiced, in which I've stated many of us who would want to admit it are in fact prejudiced. And maybe, just maybe, that isn't so bad. But I think it's the finishing product of how prejudiced people affect you. If you were ever prejudged, you may have you may have felt a moment of emotions and a moment of thought and too much thought clouds the mind and most 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 clouded thoughts are negative thoughts right your your perception of someone when you first meet him versus the conversations and possible commonalities that you have right i've always like I said, I, I at one time considered myself a communist. The only thing that hasn't necessarily changed about that is the revolution, this idea of a revolution. And I believe in a revolution. But my revolution is has nothing to do with communism. It may be, like I stated before, there's like a, there's more like of a radical right that is based purely on facts and no emotion. And most white people are a part of that. And because it's mostly white, the blacks can sit back and say, oh, they're white supremacists, they're racist. But if a well-educated, well-rounded black man were to join that group or were to be a part of that radical conservative mindset, it would be astronomically proof it would be astronomical astronomical proof that in any in any situation when it comes to us as black folks our separation is directly related to more of a political socio-economical way of thinking where if you look at the welfare if you look at the government programs they have stable they have suppressed the blacks they're suppressing the youth they're teaching them that they're victims of white supremacy by liberal whites who actually are attempting to have supremacy over them when a white tells you that they have privilege that black people don't have why is it that black people believe it and they don't think that that could possibly be racist right and especially, like I said, given our history of those before us who went through way more adversities and problems than we do as blacks today, we should be very thankful, not only of this country, and I do and I do mean this, all aspects of the country, 
white rednecks. And like I've said before, where rednecks, rednecks, it's a very difficult conversation to have because I made the connection to more of the urbanized blacks and the quote unquote rednecks of the South and more white country folk. They have very similar, um, they have very similar slang, very similar ways of living. Um, breaking it down to the only difference being the blacks have the projects. The blacks have, um, what do they call those? What do they call those housing? Um, you know, well, well, the blacks, the blacks have the housing projects. The whites are the rednecks. If you want to call them, have the trailer parks. Similar in appearance of being low income, middle to middle income, maybe. The only thing that separates them is their color, but a lot of them are a part of the same struggle as a human being in this country today. Right? But I believe that uh, racism should only be seen as a memory. When you see how far this country has gone, has gotten, whether people have good feelings or bad feelings about a Martin Luther King, he is a very um, celebrated black individual who happened to have more conservative views, by the way. But I'm just throwing that out there for people who don't know. But he's a very celebrated black leader and a leader of civil rights, whether people like it or dislike it. And he's actually more appreciated by white people than black people. I've seen it firsthand. You know what I'm saying? But it is up to us, you know, to really think for ourselves and put a lot of childish shit aside. And I've and I've made that I've made that step through just not really talking about bitches as much. Although I'm still gonna talk about, you know, these women, these harlots. It's what the Crimson Capsule Chapel is all about. But we're going to be having a lot more based conservative views from a black. And by the way, I, I want people to realize that I'm using that for now on. So when I describe like a, a black person, I'm just going to say that a black. And then with the whites, I'll put emphasis on that as well. The whites. But anyway gotta joke around have fun a little bit even when you're talking about something thought-provoking as race relations especially from my perspective but as i always say in the meantime and in between time and until next time our next segment jersey judah with another you know thought-provoking segment if you will the crimson capsule chapel signing out peace